Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. On this episode of Headliners, I am joined by the front person from Kill the Icon. Please welcome Nishant Joshi. Hello, sir. Hey, Greg. Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Thank you for being here. I, so tell me, what is what is out from you right now that everybody should be listening to? So we just released our debut EP. It's called Your Anger is Rational. It's basically a story about fascism and how it's been constructed in modern Britain in 2023. It's, um, I, was, I was listening to it uh, this morning when I was in the shower and had not realized that I was a fan of synth punk until I heard <laughs> you guys. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, I'm... I'm here for this. Thank you. I didn't know our music is great shower music, but it's always good to know we're being <laughs> discovered in new places. Yeah, and in fairness, we didn't really know much of synth punk as a specific genre. We knew like synth and punk as separate genres, but we didn't realize it's quite a, a, actually a, a, lot, a lot of fusion, particularly with bands like Bauhaus and Suicide, which came way before us, actually. So I, I don't think many bands are... are uh exploring kind of this exact crossover of sound these days so if you had to describe the new ep using only one word what would it be dangerous <laughs> As in, it could get me into a lot of dangerous situations <laughs> that's the, that's basic i think there'll be a lot of places which look at me different after this that's why i think it's dangerous for me specifically and personally so who is an artist that if they jumped into this Zoom right now and said, I need you to come on tour with me right this minute, who do you drop everything for? I think Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was the guy who in 60s, 70s, he was is really one of the forebearers of, of punk and he's still doing it now. And I've been lucky enough to see him, him play with with the Stooges when they reformed as well uh, about 12 years ago or so as well. So, yeah, he, he's definitely an idol of mine. And I wish I had as much 
energy as he has <laughs> right now when he's in his 70s. Uh, yeah, he's just evergreen guy. So if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? I think it would be to to change the the entry requirements and make sure that every everybody has has relatively equal access and equal opportunities to to actually breaking through and and making it on stage at some point as well. Uh, clearly, music industry right now is predicated on how much money somebody has instead of how much talent somebody has, and I think that's something we we really need to address. And it's not just the case. Uh, in UK where I'm based, but it's it's quite a similar case all over the world. But people do like to pretend that it's not a problem, and it, it is a huge, huge problem. And I think as societies are getting more kind of pulled apart in different directions, particularly different classes as well, um, we are seeing music is really being pushed into uh, a middle class and upper upper class sort of hobby, really expensive hobby, rather than something that's a viable career path for everybody from all backgrounds what's a venue that you'd give anything to play i think the o2 arena would be the ultimate in london it's it's got a capacity of tens of thousands so <laughs> it would be a dream at some point to to even play a support act there at like maybe 5 p.m playing for like a massive band who is who would be who would be starting at about nine o'clock that would be the absolute ultimate just to be part of all that chaos and, and all the moving parts and stuff. That, that would be amazing. And to be caught in the traffic and the jams and the, uh, on the way home, that's a kind of a London tradition of, of these huge gigs. So even that itself would be amazing. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast, Your Life, the Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life, the Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? I think over criticism is 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 definitely right up there, particularly with when I have to listen back to my vocals. It's it's always quite it always feels like nails on a chalkboard at some point for me. So after we've recorded for a few days sometimes, um, and when we do get the mixes back, I always try and wait a few days. Um, because sometimes hearing my voice for that first time back in the headphones, it can be, it can be quite jarring. So definitely being overcritical and definitely having a weird relationship with my voice. <laughs> I, I completely understand that when, when I edit these episodes, I, I send my audio track to somebody else to cut and clean up. And I just do the guest answers because I will take days on just, <laughs> oh, well, why did I do that? Why did I ask that that way? Well, maybe I'll just re-record that part. That'll be <laughs> yeah. so. And then, and, and then you're cutting over and recording every um and ah as well. <laughs> yeah. Describe your music using only colors and shapes. A purple quadrangle. It's weird. It's out there. I think synth punk is like a purple color. Uh, so I, I, I mean, anybody who has like synesthesia, that's what they call it, right? Yeah. When you see like stuff as colors. Yeah. I think synth punk is a purple color. What do you reckon? <laughs> I, I feel that. And now, yeah, I get purple vibes from it. 
Yeah, it's definitely not black. It's definitely not black. No. Purple. Maybe we'll have to start using more purple in our artwork, see how it resonates. Do you uh, consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Uh, an artist. I never see myself as an entertainer. I think I've always seen this project as more of an art project than a music project and definitely not an entertainment project. We're definitely not here to entertain anyone. I think, I think we're here to kind of educate through the medium of art. And that's what makes this project quite interesting for me. So tell me about the moment in your career that you're most proud of. I think anytime we get on stage and then we actually look out into the crowd and people are singing the lyrics back to us. I think we're, we're still only released quite a, a handful of songs, but to know that people actually sing the songs back to us, which is happening now at every show, really, it's uh, it's an amazing moment. And the first time that somebody actually sings your, your song back to you and you think, well, that's incredible. You only started hearing this song at like two minutes ago and now you're singing, <laughs> singing along in the third chorus. That's That's always a magic moment for us. And that makes makes us know that we're doing something wrong. Must be right. Tell me, tell me about the moment that you decided you wanted to pursue music. Uh, I think, particularly with this band, I mean, with Kill the Icon. I mean, I've I've been in quite a few bands over the past few years, and I think I started to take it more more seriously during 2020, during the pandemic and stuff. Um, obviously, we all found ourselves with a vacuum of of time and things to do. So I just really did a deep dive into the songwriting process for for kill the icon which is a new project in, in summer of 2020 and i just set myself gold and that was how i kind of passed the time during the pandemic and just giving a chapter to each kind of amount of time and saying okay after this time i want to have this song done and and just like deliver, developing new skills like playing bass and singing which is something i've always really struggled with and probably still do to be fair a lot of a lot of people would say, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a good fu- good fun challenge to do in in 2020, and we just kept on setting ourselves new goals. So, if you could go back in time to like the moment that you first discovered music and that you wanted to p- perform, uh, would you do anything differently? I think main thing is to to allow myself a little bit more freedom and not worry so much about how I might be perceived by others and to really just allow myself the creative space to explore without any boundaries, really. I think when I started off, I was probably going into a sort of narrow uh, narrow range of things that I could explore. So I mean, I started off by playing bass in my teens um, and I thought, okay, I've started playing bass, so I've got to be a bassist. I've got to be like Peter Hook out of Joy Division. And that's who I'm going to be. I'm always going to wear black. I'm always going to play a low, low slung bass. And I saw uh, Carlos D from Interpol. And I thought, okay, I'm always going to be like this. This is what who I'm going to be. And then over time, I, I've developed uh, my, my sort of own branches of that original sort of persona. And uh, maybe it's just part of maturity and, and growing up as well, that you explore different avenues and things. And, and then in the end, you kind of average yourself out and say, okay, this is who I am as, as a musician and a person. And then you kind of relate the two to each other over a period of time. And then you kind of work it out.
Hello there. I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine, provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up When are you most creative? When am I most creative? I think definitely at night. Definitely at night. Um, I do all of my songwriting in the middle of the night, basically, after everybody's gone to sleep. <laughs> and when there's no traffic outside and there's no cars hooting and there's there's just, just crickets, that's when I do my best writing. And um, quite often I, I like to watch m- movies and, and hold a guitar or a bass guitar and uh i'll just watch the movies and and i'll strum along um and i just i just find that the residual noise of people during a day during daytime can can really kind of distract you i really feel that's a distracting noise um whereas the specific frequency of of noise created by movies um I think is is more deliberate and it feels like something I can lock into a bit more for my creative mind. I take more inspiration from that. So even just things like the dialogue, the cinematography, I can focus on that a lot more. And I feel it kind of translates into whatever notes and rhythms you play and, and strum along and, and sometimes just get something quite cool during a, during a movie and uh, I'll just hit pause and then start recording on, on my guitar. So if you were doing a show right at this very minute if this this interview kind of turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing uh what song from the new ep would you open with we will play danny is a hate preacher which is uh a song which is based on the movie american history x it was a movie i watched about six times while while writing this song and it's it's about the origin of fascist leaders and asking the question about how do kids turn bad at what age does a kid turn bad at what point does a kid become a man and at what point does that man is what at what age does do we expect as a society um for a person to know good from bad uh and really this the yeah explores the difference between nature and nurture and and the contrast within the so that's the that's the real uh, crux of the uh, the EP we've got out right now. It's it's uh, kind of posing ethical dilemmas, and I found that really interesting. What advice would you give to the next generation of artists? 
I think just as I said earlier, I think just give yourself complete creative freedom, play as many interest instruments as you have access to, go to as many concerts as you can go to as well. Um, I never regretted going to a concert, even if it was a bad one. It's given me good experiences. Um, and I've always learned something, even from concerts that I didn't necessarily enjoy. I've always learned something about musicianship, how to do something or how not to do something. And it's always been uh, reflected in how I want to move myself forward as a musician. So definitely immerse, immerse yourself in live music, play different instruments, and uh, try to start playing with other people. Everybody sounds terrible when they start off, but that's the that's the difference between somebody who gives up after one month. I think there's a stat saying 90% of, of people who pick up a guitar give up after one month or something like that. Um, so I think there's a difference between a, a hobbyist and, and a professional if you can get that past that month past. If you had one extra hour in the day, what would you do with it? Oh, I would sleep. Well, I would try to sleep. My body would say sleep. Uh, my body would say sleep, but my mind would actually say <laughs> you only live once and probably you should finish that song off. So, yeah, really, I think I would uh, uh, divide it into half an hour of sleep and uh, half an hour of guitar writing. Maybe. <laughs> what do you want people to take away from your music? I think I, I want people to feel unsettled by it i think i want people to, to feel like they should kind of be looking around them and exploring the society which we've created over the past 10 20 years in in uk especially and to see what impact politicians have had on on us as a society especially we've had quite a few negative things happen in in the past few years um in the uk uh, for example brexit has been a really contentious issue and we have a we just like you guys have had the Republican Party in in America. We got a Tory Party in in UK who've got maybe parallel sort of values. I think we can describe them as. Um, and over here, they kind of use them for their own ill-gotten gains. So it's come at a, at a grave cost. And I think I would just like people to 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 see the truth in our in the words that we're saying. So tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can uh, get their hands on your music. So you can listen to us on Bandcamp. We're on killtheicon.bandcamp.com um, or you can search for us on Spotify and all other streaming services. You can search Kill the Icon or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mainly using Twitter these days. So feel free to, to, to check us out. Well, thank you uh, for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you, to talk to me about uh, the band and the music. The the EP is absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Greg. Thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for having me on your show. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemicstate.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>